So, obviously, last Saturday night was one of the funnest experiences that I've ever shared with you. Well, I'm so, like, I'm really glad you're starting with this because it goes with my content. Good. It's probably the first time ever that it's been like, wow, our... The cold open follows yeah, the content. Yeah. Um, I, okay, last Saturday night, we were together with a couple more of our buddies and their wives and some of our scattered children over at Jeffrey's house to watch the University of Tennessee football team take down the Alabama Crimson Tide. Gee. Score of 52 to 49. Um, if you don't like college football, you should watch this game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you, if you like college football and you haven't watched this game, you should watch this game. Yeah. I mean, it was one of the funnest experiences. Just obviously, it's like the, all the... All the big, like, 30,000-foot view reasons, like Tennessee snaps a 15-game losing streak against Alabama. It's a big, as Jeffrey says, 15 years of wandering in the desert. <laughs> he uses Old Testament iconography yeah. for... Um, <laughs> it's amazing. But, yeah, so obviously that kind of stuff, like, there were insane stats in this game. So much offense. It was so much fun to watch. But... A thing that was funny about our experience was that there were two TVs on in the house. And for some reason, the rooms were segregated. So, like, all of the, like, wives and babies, and then my daughter Nora, who's 16, were up in one room watching on one TV. And then all of the dudes and my son Jack were downstairs watching on a different TV. And this thing kept happening where we would just hear your wife, Maddie's voice shout from another room, Thomas. And you were like, yeah. And then she would say, what's going to (laughs) happen? It's amazing. And the first time she said it, I looked at you like, what does she mean by asking you that? (laughs) And at first I thought, does she think that our TV feed is in front of hers? Like, does she think that we know something about the game that she doesn't? But no, she just is saying to you, I need you, I guess she was saying to you, I need you to emotionally comfort me that this is going to be okay. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But what she, the words she kept saying were, Thomas, yeah, what's going to happen? <laughs> so anytime we watch a sporting event together, it's not a like, I don't know this, explain it to me, because she knows no, sports no, no. She's well. She's not asking you to fans No, play. she is like, it's exactly what you said. It's an emotional, it's, it's a, it's an emotional, like, um, gosh, bid. It's a yeah. bid. It's mm-hmm. a, what's about to happen, please. So wh- what, what's, what's your go-to response? Cause I think I was laughing too much to know, to really ever realize what you ever said in return. Well, it depends on the situation. Sometimes your boy handles it. Well, sometimes when Florida recovers an onside kick at midfield <laughs> with a few seconds left, in the game. Your boy's like, <laughs> not good. <laughs> like, not Maddie, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? <laughs> in that game in particular, I had just let, I took our dog out. Or no, I was getting our, our dog had been out on our porch, on her chain. Right. And they, you know, they lined to the onside kick. I was like, I'm going to go with the dog in. She's whining. And I came back in and Florida had the ball. And I was like, oh gosh, what happened? She was like, they got it. And I was like, oh, oh no. What's going to happen? Exactly. But la- that thing last night, or Saturday night, there's a, there's a video of my wife after Chase McGrath's field goal 
inched its way over the crossbar. <laughs> she does like a tuck and roll in front of yes. like the credenza thing that the TV's on and just like, and you're like, what a celebration right there. It's just fantastic. <laughs> she, <laughs> it, my, my version of it was that she, she went into like a roly poly. Yeah. Yeah. She really like, polyed it. Yeah, like everybody celebrated that yeah. win in a different way. Yeah. You know, I mean, some people, I mean, some people were dancing, some people are shouting, some people are high-fiving and weeping. Maddie went into a roly-poly. She really polied. She <laughs> stopped, dropped, and rolled. So, like, yeah, Jack and I invented the, well, no, I don't want to say we invented it, but we... we you purposed it. You repurposed we it. We repurposed the, the Wolverine expulsion of his knuckles. What are those things called? I don't know. Sorry. Claws? There you go. <laughs> Yeah, those things. Expulsion of his knuckles. Well, it comes from the knuckles-ish, right? Am I right about that? My, In my, between the fingers. My superhero knowledge is it's way less scant. than I care to yeah, <laughs> admit. It's, it's it's scant. I like to be somebody who can hold my own in a lot of conversations, but I'm just sometimes... That's, a, that's an Enneagram 9 thing. Jack yeah. of all trades. Yeah. The, Master of none. They, when, in Wolverine Origins, when Wolverine comes out of the tank of water and and like releases the claws and ah, and like fists out for some reason jack and thomas would do that to each other every time tennessee would score there was a moment where um after after alabama scooped and scored on a on a fumbled handoff between hendon hooker and and um jabari small right um alabama just out of nowhere just it's a gimme here's seven points Mm. there you can just have these and it's near the end of the game, and Rob Logan just got up out of his chair, walked to the back of the room, and just started standing in the corner like like a like a teacher had sent him into the corner. That <laughs> moment was amazing because you and I both thought it was a shoe. Yes, but Rob went no, and I just it's like, what is he upset? Oh, he's in the end zone. Yeah, he's in the end zone. They're not blowing the whistle, and there's no, no flags. Oh no, no, no! And at one point. We like the game's coming down to its conclusion. Everybody's super tense. Everything, everybody wants everything to be okay in the room and stuff. And, um, you know, and, and I don't know if Rob was having like a we're not going to do it, we're not going to do it kind of moment or something. But my 13 year old son, who is now 14 because he turned 14 the next day, great weekend for Jack. Uh, yeah, big, big dubs for, for J Train. But at that, at the moment that he said this, he was 13 years old. He looks, he stands up, he looks at Rob, points at him in the corner, and says, Rob, get back in your chair. <laughs> oh, He's like, man. don't give up on the your superstition vault. thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. The Rob get back in your chair moment was so so fun for me. And then one. and we watched everybody coming onto the field. We watched all the celebration and then Jeffrey took his TV remote, turned it to like Amazon Music and put on Rocky Top by the Osborne Brothers mm. and everybody just started dancing. That was amazing. It was, it was absolutely night. fun. It was a great night. The only way, the only way that experience could have been better is if somehow we could have like apparated Potsy into the room because if you've never watched a sporting event with Potsy, it's Mm. wonderful. Wow. It's really, really fun Mm. because as we are all want to say about Potsy, he just makes everything better when he's there. Makes everything Mm. more fun. Yeah. When he's there. It's absolutely right. Uh, Welcome to ancient and new. Um, the university of Tennessee Vols are good at American football and, um, 
number three team in the country. Yeah. Deposing Nick Saban. And um, we got to say, today's show's, we haven't even finished it yet, but today's show's been brought to you by Josh Heupel. He, yeah. It honestly wouldn't shock me if you listened to our show. It would not shock Dude, me. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I would play Kirk Franklin during right. a practice earlier this year. Not, I'm not saying that means everything, but look, look, the, quarterback, the quarterback of quarterbacks, Hendon Hooker, starts yeah. every day with a little Bible study with his with the quarterback that he deposed. Yeah, who is now his backup. Who's now roommate. his backup. Yeah. And he's also written a children's book about Jesus. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's it's awesome. Yeah. Look, University of Tennessee, Vol- I'm, I'm, I bet some of these guys listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Hendon Hooker, if you're listening, you have our vote for Heisman. Big time. Mm. Carry the fight. Um, all right. So welcome to the show. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about some scripture verses that have been either encouraging or challenging or mm-hmm. pumping us up uh, this week as we've walked through this week of our lives. You want to you wanna kick us off after that yawn? He's done it. Yeah, gosh, guys. <laughs> my, Thomas, as I've said a Thomas few times doesn't today, sleep anymore. As I've said a few times today, my child stopped believing in sleep. <laughs> It the way like, you said it to me this morning was, you said, why do you not believe in this anymore? Yeah, that's right. He doesn't. I don't know what happened to him. I just, oh, my little buddy decided that sleeps for the week. Well, Jude, currently. I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> Jude, come on, man. Just close your eyes. Um, okay, I'm, I'm going to be in Mark 1. Wow, I'm in Mark today too. Mark one? No. Mark one one? No. Okay. Not, not even cool. close. Not even close. Well, it's kind of close. Grand scheme of things, there's 66 books of the Bible, and you chose we chose the same one. That's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, it's not like we both chose like like Habakkuk or something. No. Yeah. If we were both like Haggai chapter two, verse four, then that would be crazy. That, we would quit the show. I think. The, <laughs> That's and we're we, done. We, that's when we would know it's time to hang it up. <laughs> we both randomly chose Haggai 2-4. Yeah. By the way, we know that Carl Flato listens to this. We've never extended our trash talk outside of our circle of yeah. Jeff. Just, well, just Rob and Austin. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But Carl needs to be on notice. He's, I'm not, we don't need to say anything else today. Yeah. He just needs to know. He listens to the show. We have the mics. There's nothing he can do about it. He's pretty. He's pretty good at throwing out a text or sending his his middle school aged daughter into my Bible study, ready to roast me for my fantasy football. Are team. you joking? Happened two weeks ago. Oh. She was like, Thomas, my dad showed me your fantasy football team. I don't know how a team could be that bad. I was just like, <laughs> Carl just rolled up in the minivan Somebody with Maple, would... their dog, just smiled and waved while Brindley just Somebody came out pigtails with just an Uzi and just. <laughs> just mows you down uh, anyways it's coming carl on coyable coach coach flato by the way he can draw a perfect circle on a whiteboard do you know that man it's, it's and it's not me saying like oh yeah it's like pretty no, it's like no no no. Does, he like stretches it, loosens yeah, up yeah, and then he does up. it yes yeah. and you're like whoa i heard it was it was a rumor my junior year of high school so i went and figured it out and he did it right in front of me no oh, questions like asked. he did it in high school do you think he can still do it? No, no. Like when he was a high school teacher at Oak Ridge, uh, okay. I went to find out. You know, gotcha. someone says something, you figure out if it's true or not. Right, you don't just right. believe it willy nilly. All right. Please. All right. Verse one. Carry on. 
the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the son of God, as it was, as it is written in Isaiah, the prophet, by the way, we have done this no less than twice before. Okay. But it was different this time to me. Good. I mean, not different. I just had a different thought this time. It, it helped me actually. That, that's a cool thing um, about the scriptures. Man. Yeah. Okay. There, some would say they're living and active. There you go. Some as in them, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. Um, okay. I'm going to stop there. There's one little thing that I, I don't think it necessarily means this, but I thought it was cool. Just the, the idea that this is the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, and there's more to come. I just thought that was a, I thought that was yeah, a fun, yeah. I thought it was a fun, I don't know that's what that meant. I just thought it was interesting. There's more good news coming. Here's where it starts. Yeah. It just, I just love the little words there. Um, the thing that I like when I read this, it was what we've talked about before. My initial thought is, okay, what are, what are things that are getting in my way of the Lord? Sure. What, like, what do I need to clear out? What do I make, make a straight, straight path? path? My first thought, I'm realizing this a lot of times and like, this is just straight up brilliance by the enemy, I believe. But I realized it today. I read this this morning and my first thought was, um, okay, uh, Tennessee won a football game on Saturday. I've been so excited about it all week. I've been texting my friends about it. I've been reading about it. I've been watching videos about it. It's brought me so much joy. It's probably getting in the way of my walk with the Lord because I really like football. And I just was like, all right, it's time to time to unsubscribe from VolQuest, time to not listen to podcasts, time to, which I would then fill with other things. Uh, I would, I would, who knows what I would do in right. that spare time, but I would find something to do. And I just was like, wait a second, wait a second. Saturday night, I watched the game with uh, my closest friends in the world. And we, mm-hmm. we laughed, we high-fived, we made up handshakes, we, we, ju- we celebrated, we had so, like, the word I keep thinking is joy. It was just joy. We just were laughing and having fun. Crushing pizza rolls. We, we yeah, ate Rotel dip. Everything about it was brilliant. My, my child was there. I only scared him once in celebration, which my wife was like, hey, bring the baby back up here. <laughs> Rightfully so. Um, but I just, I, I was like, my, my first instinct is, let's get rid of the thing that is most in my face right now. Reality is, that thing, it, like, is there times in my life when I probably need to take whatever that is and push it to the side a little more? Of course. But today, that completely overshadowed a myriad of things that I would say are much, like, whatever it is that you could be struggling with, I think Satan's really good at yes. blinding you with something else. Yes. The, like the real thing he probably wants me to do a little better. It, like the Lord, that's probably getting in the way of my walk with the Lord is uh, my selfishness or whatever. Fill in the blank. Like the, and those are, you know, that's just a loose term. I just threw, I just grabbed one out of left field and put it in there. Fill in the blank. Like there's, there's probably all kinds of things. Well, like, okay, let's carry this a little bit further. Let's say for the sake of discussion, I'm cutting across you, but mm. let's say for the sake of discussion that, something that the Lord wants you to work on right now is like ingratitude. Well, there you go. So like if I was your enemy and I knew that the issue that you need to work on is ingratitude, and the first thing I would do is something that really, really pumps you up and makes you feel glad and happy. 
I would make you feel guilty about enjoying it. Right. There you go. Whereas if you didn't feel guilty about enjoying it at all, you would just, and and you recognize pleasures as gifts from the Lord, then you would enjoy them. And guess what that might lead you to? Right. A little gratitude. There you go. You know, so it's just like, so let's, let's like, oh, look, he's working on gratitude. Let's make sure that anything that he enjoys, he feels guilty about that. Yeah. Like, so this morning, Jude naturally woke up. Uh, He woke up at like three. Maddie got up with him. Woke up at four. My alarm was going off at five. And I just, I got up. I knew like, you know, he was standing up in his crib, his passy threw it across the room. And I walked in, he was laughing. It was just like, Oh no, this is game over. This is not one of those like, Oh, you're like half asleep. I just need to re give you your passy. Right. Good. It was like, you're going to get a full diaper change. Then I'm going to rock you probably going to end up making you a bottle. And then by the time my alarm goes off, you're going to fall asleep. So I was just, I was just like, I was just like, I was frustrated. Right. And, I was not my best self. And I knew like it, it was, I was impatient. I was unkind. And like Maddie and I have like, a, it's just like a, Hey, if it happens between one and four in the morning, because we're dealing with our child, it, like, you know, we both can have, we can have a lot of grace for each other because we should be asleep right now. And we're extremely nice. tired. It's and good. It's just, a, it's, that's just parenting advice. That, not that I have any to give, but someone gave that to me. So I took it and now I'm offering it up. Um, I think Christy Fox called it. A, there's a moratorium over that time frame. Like you just, y'all are. You need to be aware of that. And yeah. but like I didn't like myself at 4 a.m. And it is you know I was just like wow. What if I had a little more patience just in the world and a little more gratitude that I have a little baby and mm. um, that I'm having little moments like this with him and in He's my so in my cute. best moments yeah in my best moments when I'm rocking my child at 4 a.m. it brings me a lot of joy in my worst moments. I'm bitter that I'm not asleep. Oh yeah. If, and which, you know, that I, I think that's probably a pretty valid feeling. I think a lot of people would back me up on that. But, yeah. um, anyways, like it was funny. Like that was the thing though this morning, like I left my house at five forty-five, and I was thinking to myself, Oh, like, okay. I lost a little sleep. I wish I was a little bit more patient. I wish I hadn't have been like grumpy in that moment right that was a waste so but then i then i read this scripture yeah i feel you better turn that football off dude it's like wait a second wait a second the lord is really clearly telling me this morning hey okay we could have been a little kinder you got a little more patience he probably cut a tooth nothing you really do about that he's in a lot of pain he's had a double ear infection rsv for a week yeah let's be a little more gentle now like if anybody's listening to this and they're hearing me say I was mean to my child. I, I like I was. I just, I just was like, hmm. <sighs> like, yeah, just you grumpy. know, I was just grumpy, frustrated. Yeah, of like, course. you know, Maddie came to check on me. I was just like, <sighs> you know, like yeah. that type of thing. It was not like, yeah. Oh, you tend for yourself, kid. Whatever. Anyways, I, I, I may have walked myself into a corner there. No, but. it was fun. I I I want to speak to your to your enjoyment of college football. And Please. for anybody that's listening to this, fill in the blank with whatever it is for you. There you go. Yeah. Like if cuz that changes for me. Like let's yeah. be clear. Like oh, yeah. this it's it's October. You you the don't Braves just usually, lost. Yeah, you don't usually still yeah. <laughs> get this much enjoyment no, out I, of usually right now I'm, I'm I'm running the Braves way pretty hard. Like in like as soon as November 1st hits, Christmas music's going on. I'm fired up about some Christmas all the way to December 20th. Like oh, I have yeah. I have little handholds throughout the year that it's yeah. like this thing is going to get a lot. I'm going to suck a lot of joy out of this. Yeah. I, like, 
as soon as March rolls around and those dogwoods start blooming, I'm not going to be inside right. for weeks. Well, so the uh, and and for the listener, whatever it is for you, there's a book. Um, Nora asked me last night. She was like, she was looking at our bookshelf and she was like. <laughs> and I don't know how she's lived with us for so long and doesn't know the answer to this, but she just said, what's the screw tape letters? And I was like, oh, oh, oh. I was like, oh, like, I know I, I always talk about how Hebrews is your favorite book of the Bible. I, tell me I'm wrong. If right. the screw tape letters is not your favorite book in it's the world, definitely my favorite book. In the okay. World. Like, like it, you refer to them as like, yeah, number 16. Well, yeah. So like, there you go. <clears throat> so <laughs> when you were talking, I was thinking about letter 13. There you go. See, because I'm saying, I'm a <laughs> the screw tape letters is a, it, it's a, it, the novelist or C.S. Lewis wrote, it's not a novel. It's, it's, an, but it is fiction. It's, it's this book where this fictional demon named Screwtape, who's an, who is this like, he's like old seasoned veteran of tempting human beings to the, to the dark side is writing letters to his nephew. Who's like a, a brand new tempter out on his first, you know, tempting detail whose name is Wormwood and, and he's just giving him, um, tips and like, and, and like, how did this go? You should try it this way. This is how human beings think. This is how they react to certain stimuli. Like it's so brilliant and so instructive of how the human psyche works and how we get tempted into things. But there's this moment, letter 13, he's going off on his nephew. He's like, you idiot, you blew it. And he's like, okay, let's talk about what you did wrong. Because basically the guy, like this guy had basically just this, the guy had this moment where he just drew really close to the Lord and just like, he said that, that, like that prayer that we all witnessed, that was like, it amounts to a second conversion. It was, he is doing great spiritually because you screwed up. And he's like, here's what you did. He said, um... (laughs) It's amazing. He says, um, now for your blunders. On your own showing, you first of all allowed the patient to read a book he really enjoyed because he enjoyed because he enjoyed it and not in order to make clever remarks about it to his new friends. In the second place, you allowed him to walk down to the old mill and have tea there, a walk through country he really likes and taken alone. In other words, you allowed him two real positive pleasures. Were you so ignorant as to not see the danger of this? Mm. And he's just, and he just goes on to say, by the way, like I would, with our human patients, I wouldn't, I would not let them get away with liking things. Mm. Doesn't matter if they're not spiritual things. Doesn't matter if they're not about Jesus. Don't let them like stuff because anytime a human heart loves anything, it just smells like him. Mm. It just, yeah. you're just, they're right there on yeah. his territory. Don't let them like stuff. Right. And so I just want to chime in with the defense of personal tastes and pleasures Hmm. there. He says this brilliant thing about, he's like, you know, anytime that we, we've never actually invent the demons. He says like, we've never actually invented any pleasures. He invented all the pleasures. Hmm. The only thing we can do is to, to twist a pleasure in some way to make it wrong. And then, um, then we can lead them into some kind of Hmm. sin with it. But he was like, we've never invented one pleasure. We don't mm-hmm. really understand it. <laughs> I, it's, it's incredible. I, I I know, like, there are times in my life, well, th- there was a moment in 2015, this is, I'm staying on the football train right now. Carry on. Um, Tennessee played Oklahoma at home. Bob Stoops, Baker Mayfield, Josh Heupel would have been the offensive coordinator. Wow. Probably. Wow. Um, it was that year when, you know, it was, it was 
Dobbs heard Camara, like Derek yeah. Barnett, just the most stacked, you know, this, like, this is the, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the, the second half of the most conservative play calling I've ever seen. Yeah. We're se- second flat. half football ever. Yeah. Um, I think Tennessee was up 17 to three at halftime or 14, something like that against, yeah. uh, a very well ranked Oklahoma team and Tennessee may not have been ranked yet. They were right. maybe one and over two or something. I was sitting with uh, some of my best friends, the row behind the Tennessee band. So the tubas wow. would turn and like tuba me in, <laughs> in the y'all's face. face. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tennessee lost in overtime or double overtime. Yeah. It, it was one of the most fun things I've ever been to in my life. And I was walking out of the stadium uh, with Brandon Scott. There's the two of us. And, uh, we started walking up Peyton Manning Pass, which is the hill that walks down to Neyland, and which great street name, Peyton Manning Pass. Brilliant. Yeah, great plan word. Just great. Um, and we were walking beside this like much older Oklahoma fan. We started chatting, and he, uh, I, I was just like, that, you know, sucks. You know, fun for y'all. You drove all the way here, so I win. He was like, yeah, it was really fun. I had a great time. It's just football. I had a great time. I had a lot of fun. It's just football. I care about way more important things yeah. than this. And he and he started talking about the Lord to me, and I was just like, "Wow, this is awesome!" And I just was like, "Wait, you drove across the country, probably in an RV. You had a great time. You witnessed the thing. You you enjoyed. You took you took all the joy from it you could. Yeah. And you were also able to say like, this is what it is. But also, it's a lot of fun. And I I want and that is." What I'm trying to say is I, I think Satan and Lee just said this very well. He he will he does not like us to have fun at all. He doesn't want us to have fun. Especially for fun's sake. And if we can take something for fun's sake and find a moment where the Lord's in it. Mm, yes. He super hates that. Yeah. So get ready for him to tell you that's a Come bad on. idea. Come on. When I'm when I am dancing like a fool to Rocky Top with my best friends and and my best friend's daughter and son and my best friend's wives and we're just laughing and hee-hawing yeah. and then i can stand with him and say this is amazing i can't believe the lord let us have this much fun yeah, he cool. hated that uh, so naturally this morning when i woke up and read the scripture you felt bad about satan it. said to me <laughs> why in the world are you letting this get in the way between you and the lord you, yeah why don't you uh, level level the mountains yeah, raise man. the valleys and football is what that means make a clear path to the there you the go lord. I want to read also in, in the Gospel of Mark, but over in chapter 13. Um, <clears throat> here we go. This is near the end of our Lord's time on earth before the before he laid his life down for us. He's in Jerusalem with his boys. And it, I'm sorry, I'm starting at verse 1. And... It says, as Jesus was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, look, teacher, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. In Luke, they say, look at these beautiful stones and buildings. Mm. Do you see all these great buildings, replied Jesus? Not one stone here will be left on, on another. Every one will be thrown down. Um, okay. Okay couple things that are cool one when jesus says do you see these great buildings like i could feel the sarcasm like dripping off of that like one uh jesus is almighty god who emptied himself to become a human being Hmm. like in some ways 
ain't nothing great or big to him. Like, right. He f- like he like named the stars. Yeah. He he has names for stars that our telescopes and stuff have never detected and we would never understand like billions and billions and billions of light years away. There ain't nothing big about these stones, Tim. But the word mm-hmm. he used was mega. He's like, you see these mega stones? Ooh, yeah. they're so amazing. Yeah. Um, but um, so there's that. But he, but he says, look, every it, they're all going to be thrown down. Not one stone will be left on another. Mm. Um, this was a, cu- a couple of things are happening here. One is the specific prediction of the Roman Emperor Titus sacking Jerusalem in the year AD seventy. So cool. And what's really really cool about it is the. Sp- the specificity of this prophecy because he specifically says like not one stone will be left on another, which is a weird thing to do because if like, if you were going to sack a city, like you would keep a really nice fortified building standing. You would just take it over. Yeah. Like that's what you would do. Um, but the, the unique thing that happened historically is that they, in order to, to take over it and lay siege, they burned it yeah. first. Um, well, it's stones. So like the only thing they burned is like everything else, all the accoutrement, you know, all the like wooden beams and tapestries and whatever else was in there. Well, <laughs> what was inside the walls of the building is like they had hammered gold as wallpaper. So as they burned the building, the gold melted into the mortar between the stones. So they were like, wait, what? And they're like, oh yeah, uh, actually, the, the entire inside of the building was like gold wallpaper, and now it's all melted into the mortar, like the po- porous mortar of the stones. And he was like, well, "We got to get that gold." Well, it's in the mortar. He's yeah. like, "Well, then take every stone down." And they literally took every stone off of every other stone, crazy, so that they could dig the gold out of the mortar. Yeah. And so that's just really cool. So yeah. it's like super specific prophecy, but. There's a more general, every prophecy in the Bible has like, there's like the specific quick answer to that. And then there's like a broader fulfillment of it later. One of the things about this prophecy is there's not one building on this planet that's going to last forever. Hmm. Nothing. So cool. The, the disciples are so impressed with what work and wealth has done. Hmm. And Jesus is like, time out. I you don't need to get impressed with what work and wealth can produce. Um, mm. It's all going away. Yeah. When we first moved into our house, <laughs> the first time we went to look at our house, it was a really gloomy day. And um, the house was painted like this really dark color. It was just cloud covered day. It was just gross. Mm. Just yeah. rain dripping off of all this foliage. Like it had just, it was, everything was grown over. It just looked terrible. We parked and Christy looked at me and she said, Ugh. and I said, what? She said, her quote was, I hate our price range. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the house stayed like that for oh, I love your house. a year. I do too. I really love it. We've done a lot to it and a lot of things have happened to change a lot of the things that we didn't like about it. But for that first year, every single time I would drive from the church down Delaware to my house, there's this one, okay, there's, there are these two houses that I love mm-hmm. on Delaware. One is like, like up on this hillside 
that's like you can't get to it from Delaware. You have to drive this other street and go all wind all around. Exactly what you're talking about. It yeah. looks like an Italian villa. Yeah, it's beautiful. It has like the little cedar trees around it. It's just gorgeous. Like mm. has this like really thoughtful landscaping all the way down to the road with this gorgeous ginkgo tree that's right now is like screaming yellow. It's cool. It's just beautiful. It's just a beautiful house. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite houses in Oak Ridge. And, and then right after you see that house, you curve around Delaware <laughs> and then there's this house that's just like, it's just cool. Like it has the, you can like this big glass fronted living room. Like it has like with yeah. this big post, there's like a gazebo off to the side. There's all this beautiful Stone, landscaping. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just cool. It's really cool. And like the whole first year we would live in our house that we lived in our house, I would drive down Delaware and I would be like, I would see the Italian Italian villa and then the stone and glass, you know, house over to the right. And then I would drive up to our house of which my wife said, I hate our price range, <laughs> you know? And right now, like we just have a daughter in college and it's just impossibly expensive. And it's just like inflation and everything. And, you know, and, and it's just like cars and money and everything is so, <clears throat> tight and it's and and then you look around and like a guy is so rich that he's shooting himself into space yeah he's like i'm going to build my own personal rocket and shoot myself into space Mm. um when when the goalposts came down on saturday night there's a video of the ut president randy boyd and they're like how much are those goalposts going to cost and he just looks in the camera and goes it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) and somebody on twitter said randy boyd has it doesn't matter money or no rob logan said that yeah which is a great phrase yeah but like and it's easy for me to look around and get discouraged. And it's just a thing that's easy for me. And when I read this scripture, it was like the Lord was saying to me, like, hey, you know all the stuff that's impressive about wealth and worth and, and mm-hmm. wealth and work and what it can build? It doesn't matter. Yeah. None of that stuff that's matters. Right. This whole world is coming down. Mm-hmm. Every stone is going to be removed from every other right. stone. It's all coming down. Mm-hmm. Like set your heart on a different home yeah. in a different world. Yeah, one we can't even imagine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like... I don't have anything. To, I, this happens more than it should, but I'm like, what? Do you, how am I going to say that any better well, than you just did? Well, so what, the, thing that, the, the thing that's specifically speaking to me today is... So we have a... Thomas leads a prayer meeting in our church every Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. Today's Tuesday when we're recording this. We were at this prayer meeting, and I was praying that the Lord would help me to get uh, my sermon for Sunday morning. And cause I'm going to, I'm going to be talking about when Jesus said to Martha who just lost her brother Lazarus, where he said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Hmm. And I was just praying to the Lord. I was like, Lord, you got to help me do this well because our church as a community is, a, is possibly potentially about to be mourning the loss of one of our sweet and dear hmm. members a guy who just got diagnosed with leukemia like three weeks ago. Yeah. And then not at, even a week and a half. Yeah. And then, and, um, and then, um, as I was leaving the prayer meeting, Thomas called me and said like, it's not going good at the hospital. I'm going down there. And then like within a few minutes he was gone hmm. and he's with Jesus today. Yeah. And in the most Tom Job thing ever, I, Tom called me and I was like, how's he doing? And Tom goes, he's great. Mm. He's gone. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow. 
Mm-hmm. I have to keep that perspective. Yeah. There, as the scripture says, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. Mm. Like the, and blessed is a word that means happy. Mm. Happy are the dead who die in the Lord. It's like this is, we are going somewhere else. It's better. Yeah, it's, it's so really much better. better. It's, really it's better. gonna be awesome. Yeah. I gotta keep this perspective. This world, everything right. that looks so magnificent and great and mm. impressive and all that stuff, yeah. it's gonna be the biggest joke yeah, we're Ever all gonna laugh about day. it. We're all gonna laugh about it. Yeah, the way or we're that, just gonna be like, it's like what? You know what I remember being people being really pumped about was the hype video they made about Derek Dooley's orange pants. <laughs> Do you remember that hype video? The one where they like showed the guy the stitching. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I remember just for for a few days, people were like, "This is the greatest video ever made." I look back on that now. I'm like, "That's the dumbest video anybody's ever made about the stupidest little thing yeah. ever." It's like. That's going to be everything in this whole world right. that was not relationships and love and joy. Right. One day. Right. Yeah. And then you pair that with the picture of Derek Dooley eating spaghetti and meatballs <laughs> under Neyland Stadium on Saturday night. This past Saturday night. Just in a black suit. <laughs> for those who are uninitiated, he Derek Dooley now works for the the for the university. He was the head football team. coach of Tennessee from 2010 to 2012, and was terrible <laughs> as a coach. And actually. I mean, I have it on good authority that he was not a kind human either. No, and so so the picture of him just like just eating some leftover spaghetti meatballs in the tucked in a corner as Tennessee fans are coming down the ramp above him, celebrate. I mean, it's glorious. I was just like, incredible, what incredible picture. And oh man, as as Rob also said, there's no greater job than to be a failed SEC football coach. Yes, that's he's probably still getting buyout money. It's <laughs> like you know. <laughs> Oh, folks, who knows how much we're going to be celebrating in two weeks for whatever happens at Neyland Stadium. Who's to say? Thomas, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? <laughs> folks, thanks for listening. I'm Lee. I'm Tom. This has been Ancient New. When peace like a river, the ten-